Where are you leading from? In a society that prioritizes success first, we tend to fall into traps of leading ourselves and others from a place of fear, doubt, and unworthiness. Let's find a new way. I am seeking to inspire and guide leaders, parents, and athletes to unlock the secrets to a fulfilling life that resonates from the heart. Let's embark on this voyage together, where heart-driven leadership becomes the compass for a life well-lived. This is Heart First. I am your host, Ryan Sawyer. Before we get started, I want to let you know about a resource I created for you. It's called Prep Like a Pro. It's going to take you through a mental, an emotional, and nutritional, physical preparation plan to prepare for big moments. So whether you're an athlete or someone who's preparing for a big speech, interview, or anything in your life that really matters to you, go click on this resource I hope it helps. Welcome. Episode one, Integrated Performance Podcast. Here we go. No matter how much resistance has led up to this moment, we're forging ahead. So excited to be here. Thank you for listening. The message for today's podcast is going to be very simple. Just uh, introducing your host, right? Just meet me, understand what got us to this point where we're now releasing this podcast, Integrated Performance. And then episode two, we'll dive into kind of more what that really is. Some nuts and the bolts of 10,000 foot uh, view of what that looks like. And then we'll dive in with having different guests on and uh, all kinds of different things. But today, a little bit of background. I come from an athletic background. I was a collegiate football coach for 12 years of my life. Eight of those seasons was at Eastern Washington University from 2008 to 2015. During that time, 2010, we won a national championship. Shortly after that, I got married to my beautiful wife, Heidi. We got married at Elkins up at Priest Lake. We had the trophy there. Shortly after that, had a family. We had two young kids back to back, built a home. All these things on the outside looking in would say, this guy's living a dream life. Like this was my dream to be a collegiate football coach. Never wanted to do anything else with my life. Here am I living it out. National champion, all kinds of you know, bright horizons. But the truth is, I was dying on the inside. The truth is, is that I could barely stand to be in my own skin. And there was a point in time around 2014 or so where it just continued to get worse and continued to get worse. And this was something, if I look back, I had battled with this roller coaster of anxiousness, depression, whatever you want to call it, these different experiences from about the age of 13 years old, when I recognized that I have, now that I'm able to look back and recognize, I was somebody who constantly placed my sense of feeling okay, of feeling worthy, of feeling adequate in everything outside of myself, constantly needing a sense of approval, acknowledgement, striving and wanting connection, and never understood that there was a different way of living. And we're gonna talk about that different way on this podcast. But in that time frame of 2014, I woke up day in and day out, like these pots and pans banging, just incredible noise in my head, in my psyche. And I remember thinking to myself, if I wake up one more time feeling like this, I'm ending it. And that scared me. That scared me. I know I, over those 20 plus years, I had moments of despair to the level where I thought, man, I can't go on like this. But this was like a definite thought, I'm ending it. So, 
I started to progress towards the idea that I had to walk away from coaching. There was no way that I was going to be able to continue to perform at a high level from as a collegiate football coach, raise a family, and be healthy, and save my marriage because my marriage was falling apart because of this inner turmoil. In this whole process, it took about another year or change to finally get the guts to step away from this childhood dream. So I stepped away to save my life. I stepped away to save my marriage. I stepped away because it really just felt like I didn't have any other option. But I knew it was the right choice. Initially, I went into extreme exercise, extreme nutrition. I lost 70 pounds, got into Spartan racing. We changed uh, where we lived. Obviously, I changed my profession. My, we sold our home in Cheney and moved to Spokane Valley. Did all these different things about our life to feel like if we can move all these puzzle pieces around on the outside of us, then we can get these puzzles to fit together and maybe we'll be okay for a moment. Realizing that no matter what I changed outside of myself, job, career, body, image, you know, all these different components, the internal domain continued to be disturbed. So at that point, I started to look for answers. I felt like I have done everything in my power that I know how to do. There's clearly I'm missing something. There's clearly something going on in this human experience that I don't understand and I need information. I had questions upon questions upon questions like, why am I experiencing this? I had a good upbringing. I had a good childhood. I was successful. I have everything I've ever wanted. I have stability. I have a family. I have all these things. Like, What is going on in there? So I reached out to, um, who is now a very good friend, but at the time was an acquaintance, a man by the name of Ken. He'll be somebody who we have on the podcast as a, as a mentor of mine. I reached out to him and said, you know, I've done everything I know. Do you mind having a cup of coffee with me? Because I feel like there's something that you know, in the way that you view life, and the way that you approach life that I need to know. So he opened up my eyes to say, that there was a whole different way to living and there's a way to transform yourself. I, at that point in time, started a painting company because painting, a residential painting company, painting was always something I had done since I was 17, 18 years old, had the equipment. And so I said, you know what? I need something that's gonna free me up completely to just work on me. This idea of personal development, this idea that you need to better yourself was completely foreign to me. But I was open to trying anything. Like I had this moment of surrender where I realized like I don't know. What else do I not know? Because I, whatever I'm doing, everything I know how to do is not working. So I begin to study. I begin to read book after book. And when I talk about study, I mean, I didn't just read a book and go, oh, that's nice. Like I studied. I sat down with a highlighter and a piece of paper and a pencil, and I studied it. I listened to books over and over. If there's a book that resonated with me, it didn't once and put it away. Over and over and over, and podcasts that were in that realm of understanding mental and emotional well being, of understanding the idea of manifesting a different life, the understanding of reshaping and forming a different construct, a different concept of oneself to be able to create a different life and have a different experience. I practiced, I trained, and I did certification after certification because when I found something I thought was working, like I'm like, I need to know more. So I went and got a meditation teacher training. I got a certification with Unbeatable Mind, with a yoga, Kokora Yoga instructor. I mean, on and on and on. Oxygen Advantage, you know, quantum living, this shadow integration. And it was never for any other reason but my own transformation. 
And when I say I studied, I mean, I studied, I practiced, I implemented, I integrated these things that I was learning into my life. So I started to meditate, which at the beginning, five minutes felt like five hours, but I sat down and and stilled my body and said, okay, you're going to do this. You're going to give this six months without expecting any sort of outcome or result. You're just going to practice. You're going to be somebody who does these things that all of these books and all of this information is saying is going to help to transform your life. Just practice it. You have to be efficient at the actual practice of the such thing to be able to transform your life. So that my first and foremost priority was to be a practitioner, be somebody who actually learned how to make their mind become still enough to transform. And that's going to be one of my main priorities and objectives that I would like to try to help other people connect the dot in is that your number one priority is to be someone who actually practices, who actually implements, who actually integrates the things that you're learning in these incredible books that are out there and actually applies it to your life. Because without practice, nothing is achieved. So as I begin this life of experiment, like making my body the experiment, making my mind the experience, trying to try to, you know, trying new things, different things, different ways of looking at life, my internal world transformed rapidly. And as my internal world transformed, it went from from, uh, shame and guilt and fear and doubt to joy, peace, love, abundance, like a whole new way of seeing the world. I studied this idea of letting go and surrender to such depths that I said, I can now practice this and I can now teach this. So as I begin to actually implement, integrate these things in my life, this internal domain shifted. I was able to create an internal domain that was independent of the world I was living in. But yet, as that happened, there was this massive threshold where the external world changed. My marriage completely transformed. To this day, now my wife is legitimately my best friend. My company expanded and grew from me just out there grinding, painting walls to having multiple crews and me being removed. You know, I began to see the fact that like there was something here, there was dots that were being connected that I could potentially then give back and share. My wife at one point came back from a, one of her retreat, female empowerment retreats. And uh, I can't remember who it was with, but it doesn't matter. She came back and was like, Ryan, I heard this guy speak and share his story. You need to share these dots that you've connected in the unique way that you have. People need to know this stuff. Like it's going to be presented in the only way that you can present it. And there's somebody out there who's going to pick it up and it's going to resonate with them. You know, through this transformation, through all this study and through all this practicing, through all this training, I realized that I used to be putting the cart in front of the horse in life. I was coming from a place of doing rather than a place of being. And when I became from this internal place of being and then went out and I actually achieved in the world, 80 to 90% of the obstacles that I thought were going to be there, that used to be there, that would trip us up and we would call failure, were removed, were completely removed. Because I was doing the internal work. Because you can do the internal work that actually allows for these obstacles to just dissipate. They're not even there. They're not real. They're illusionary. I learned that yoga is transformation, like on the scientific level, all the way down to the cellular level. It is transformation. Yoga is not just stretchy bendy. It's how we train our mind, how we connect to our breath, how we're able to then embody a future version of ourselves to create a different outcome, to create a different experience, a different reality. 
a different world. I learned that meditation is not just some spiritual act that people do out in, in the in nature once in a while. Are we are we yeah we you know we've tried that for a little bit, but it's legitimate mental and emotional well being training that we can actually change the the construct the construction of our brain and of our mind and of our perception to be able to have a whole new reality. I learned that it's not just some escape. Doing these practices and the journaling and the meditation and the self-discovery and all these different things, I learned that it wasn't some escape from reality, that it was a way to touch truth. And so I wrote a book called Choice Point. It's a very introductory book to transformation. And that was the beginning of understanding like, oh, how do I connect more dots? How do I connect more dots? And so in that process of going through these different certifications and as I was learning these different certifications and learning these different things and connecting these different dots, I'm, over and over I found myself saying like, man, I wish I would have known this when I was a kid growing up. Oh my goodness, I wish I would have known this when I was a college football coach. Like I believe I could have got way more out of my players. They would have had a better experience. We would have forged a better relationship. We would have won more games and they would be more whole when they left the program. Now I'm not saying what I did didn't work. Clearly we had success. But I believe that it was at the cost of a lot of a mental and emotional well-being on my part and the players. We sacrifice a lot to win a game rather than making our own evolution and transformation from the inside out the real game. And then what we manifest on the field is the internal transformation that we're experiencing how we change our self-concept. So when I realized like, man, I wish I would have known this as a coach, I started to implement these different ideas and concepts and perceiving the world into my painting company. And I noticed, whoo, it grew instantly. The experience of it, the environment that these men were living in and working in and surrounded by was transforming the business and transforming the individuals within it. You know, so then it became, okay, I have these young kids. I need to be able to learn how to integrate this as a parent. I need to learn how to integrate this in my life and make this who I am. So this creating and connecting this, these dots that have led us to this point of launching this podcast was so that I could be able to answer questions for my kids. And if they were ever caught themselves in a place, either that they had to come out of a place of despair or they wanted to excel and be a high performer, that they'd be able to liberate their own lives, liberate the energy within their own lives to be able to achieve whatever they want, whatever version of themselves they could conceive of. You know, at the end of the day, suffering is necessary. There's a certain amount of suffering that is necessary within the human experience for us to grow, to evolve, to adapt, to be resilient, and to heal. Resistance is necessary for these things. But I believe that the majority of suffering that's happening in the world is not necessary. I believe that the majority of suffering that we are experiencing is self-inflicted is not understanding the human experience and since we don't understand it we don't show it any sort of compassion for ourselves or for others and then we go to work to try to overcome this suffering forcing more suffering because we're operating from a place of saying if i can have such things acknowledgement success money a role an identity then i'll be okay 
And I'm going to talk about this idea of learning how to flip the whole entire model of how we're approaching life to say, I'm going to learn to feel like I'm good enough, worthy, adequate, lovable. And then I'm going to present myself to the world to just simply do one thing. Be more aware of my true essence so I can develop a greater connection to it. Therefore, being able to operate from it more. That's it. The world becomes this training ground for me to have this connection to who I truly am. Not the illusion of my separate self, of this ego that causes all kinds of separation and suffering. I believe that the tools that pull somebody out of a place of despair into a place of maybe being peaceful or experiencing some tranquility in their life are the same tools that would take somebody from being in a place of comfort to a high performer, to a servant leader, to somebody who excels at an uncommon level. All the tools are the same. And we're going to talk about what these high performance habits are how to approach life in a way that allows for those things to be possible without unnecessary suffering. So on this podcast, there'll be a mixture of solo casts where I'm just delivering some content and kind of having a conversation with you. And there'll be times where we bring on these mentors that have helped me connect all these different dots to be able to continue the conversation where we'll be presenting a certain amount of content, a certain topic, and we'll uncover it together. And then I'll be continuously learning and growing and sharing with you. It'll be a remarkable journey together of understanding what it means to have this fully integrated way of living from every single component of life, from our mindset, to our personal discovery, to our nutrition, to the every single component of mindfulness and understand how these different practices, topics, and ways of approaching life will allow for you to live a full life without needing extra things outside of ourselves to be a certain way for us to be okay. Therefore, stepping out into the world from a place of abundance, love, joy, and peace, creating more of those things in our lives. I want to take a quick moment just to actually say thank you to all of these incredible mentors that we're going to have on. I'm not going to list them all off right now, but there's a neuropsychologist, there's yogis, there's meditation teachers, there's world-class nutritionists, a shadow integration coach, and then most importantly, my wife and kids. There'd be not a chance I would not be sitting here delivering this to you without the relationship that I have with my wife and her support and her incredible resiliency to continue to allow for me to push the way that I have to be able to be where we are in our lives. And then our amazing kids and the conversations sometimes that are the most transformative are the ones where I'm answering a question from my nine-year-old. He goes, oh, that's easy. He connects the dots in some way. I'm like, well, that's how I should have taught it. Their ability to just be connected and simplify things. So again, the podcast is going to be this combination between solo casts, And bringing on this panel of people who have helped us develop this integrated method and approach to life and bring their own unique genius and and understanding to the world in a way that only they can. So I look forward to this journey together. And I just encourage and challenge you to slow down and actually study and implement and integrate things into your life that you're learning that you're receiving, that you're listening to from podcasts, that you're actually reading and saying, okay, answer the questions in the book. 
How many times do we read through a book and we actually are just more excited about finishing the book than we are about actually taking something and deriving something from that and saying, how does this apply to me? What am I going to do with this information? How do I integrate it into my own life to see how it fits and how it can transform how I see the view in the world? How can I transform and change how I view myself, therefore changing what I see? This is going to be an incredible ride. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Episode two, we'll be diving into this integrated performance method from a 10,000-foot perspective, kind of understanding what the problem is, how we intend to address such problem, and how we can integrate it into our lives from an environmental level. Hey, thank you so much for your time and attention. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and a review and share it with a friend or someone who you think may benefit. And don't forget to go grab your free resource by heading over to the link in the show notes. We'll see you on the next episode.